in the house of the Lord with uh, with uh, with actual people. You know, there's an old song that I'm sure you probably know. You are my hiding place. Can I invite you to sing it with me? Uh, do you reckon we've got the words for that? I kind of just put it put it to them just about a minute ago. Uh, if we've got it, good. If we don't have it, we've got it, great. Can, can I have the words up, please? I'd love, love for us. This is, this is from a psalm. You are my hiding place. You always, you are my hiding place. You always fill my heart with songs of deliverance. Whenever I'm afraid, I will trust in you. I will trust in you. Let the weak say, I am strong in the strength of the Lord. You are my hiding place. You always fill. think of just one aspect that we're struggling to trust in the Lord at this point in time. Just one. Just bring it before Him and begin to sing this again. You are my hiding place. You always fill my heart with songs.
Let's confess that. Let the weak say I am strong in the strength of the Lord. I will trust in you. So, Father, we bring that very thing that we may be challenged with. This today, this week, this month, this year, whatever the time frame, but that one thing that we're struggling to trust you in. Father, we bring this before you right now and we say that we acknowledge that you indeed are our hiding place. You cover us, you, you sweep us, Lord, with your love, you, you overshadow us with that. So how can I leave this place that, that is your hiding place? How can I leave it without trusting you, Lord? What a travesty would it be for me to leave that space and that place and this time still not being able to trust you? That's right. Just thank him. Just thank him, church. Just thank him. Just thank him. Thank him. He, he wants to make himself more aware to you and I this morning. More aware to you and I tomorrow, the next day, this week, next week, this month, next, next month, next year. He wants to make us, he wants to make himself more and more aware of himself to you and I. And so at this space right now, we acknowledge you and we thank you. In fact, we say, Lord, we see you. We sense you. We feel you. And we know all of this, not just by faith, but in experience in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Praise God. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. One day in the house of the Lord is better than a thousand elsewhere. Let's say that again. One day in the house of the Lord is better than a thousand elsewhere. Amen. 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 Now, you know, this, this week I was a lot more conscious of... Uh, when I went to make a sandwich, I was a whole lot more conscious of the, the width of the, the bread. And unfortunately, this week, we had toast loaf in the house making sandwich for Olivia. So it was quite thick, right? Yeah, it was so thick. There, you see, there she's complaining. So she's... she's compl- she is complaining now. You know, when you, when, and, and these days, when you go and when you buy bread, what? You've got sourdough. You've got five multigrain bread. You've got just, I mean, just 49. 
Oh my goodness me, 14.9. Look at that. Then you've got organic. You've got non-organic. You've got, you've got rye bread. Then you've got uh, the thing where you can't, if you're allergic, what's that condition? Sorry, what's that? Ah, gluten-free, gluten-free. You've even got gluten-free bread. So, you know, in, in, in this, uh, I mean, it gets pretty confused, pretty confusing when you go there, right? So I don't know what my conundrum of the bread and toast uh, did to you guys last week. I hope it spoke to you. I had someone send me a text. Sorry, Pastor Larry. We had to leave a little earlier because my son had an appointment and I needed to get a sandwich for my mom. For my mom otherwise, I would be toast. <laughs> so, so today I'm going to try and get you home earlier so that you can get sandwich for everyone. So that none of you would be toast. Amen? Hallelujah. So... So that's, so praise God. <laughs> so at the end of the day is, I mean, he is the bread of life, hallelujah. You know, we are caught up in, 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 in a world when today where we're wondering, should, should I get a sandwich today? Should I get a toast today? Should I maybe get gluten-free? Maybe. So if it's an issue of particular aspect, let me get gluten-free, right? Or maybe I won't go with bread because, you know, it's carb diet. I'm on a carb diet, so I won't eat any bread at all. Maybe I'll fast, yeah. So, so that's the, you know, that's the, the atmosphere. The atmosphere is so charged, folks, that, you know, that it's like, it's like, you know, one, one of the mornings as I was praying, I felt the Lord just say that it's, the atmosphere is so charged, it's like static electricity. It's like, you know, you're building up the static electricity that when you walk and when you, you know, you don't realize that when you greet someone, suddenly you zap, you get zapped and you, I mean, if you've got hair, it, your hair, you know, rises up, right? Hallelujah. And, and, and if you don't, hopefully more will grow. But, but. But it, it happens, it, it zaps you and, and you are shocked and it surprises you. And so it is in, in this day and age that we are living in, the conversations that we have with, depending whom and what it is, it is so charged that you don't realize that, oh gosh, someone's going to toast you or make a sandwich out of you or something or rather is going to happen. Right, so, you know, uh, I... I, I, I remember talking to some, someone the other day and, and the person said, oh, I decided to get a sandwich, right? And, and I prayed about it and I decided to get a sandwich and, and I quickly said, and, and I immediately said, oh, oh, praise the Lord. And then I caught myself, I said, no. I said, I'm... I'm I, I actually praise the Lord that you sought Him. That you prayed about it in order to get the sandwich. Or a toast. And I caught myself making sure that my language and what I say is not going to be so charged that the person is then going to get offended. How dare you say that you're a pastor and you're saying that it's okay? To have a sandwich diet? You know, so that's, that's, that's the world that we're living in. That's the world my, my daughter is growing up in. 
The world I grew up in was nothing like that, right? We would go out, we would get into these, we call it longkang in Malaysia, you know, these drains, these monsoon drains. Like we jump right in on the sides and we catch this fighting fish. And we put it in little bottles and we turn it against one another and they fight in the bottles, not, not in them, but they are... You know, in the, I mean, I'm sure you've done... And then you put a paper in between to block them so that they are sane and, and feel, I can take a break now. The minute you pull that, they get back at one another. And, and sometimes it feels like that. You know, so what... How do we now live our lives the way we live our lives in this day and age has a greater demand on us? Especially for us who are people of the light, how do we convey, how do we communicate the love of God? How do we communicate the gospel that is still relevant in today's day and age? The gospel of Christ that, that still changes lives and that still brings this whole salvation message. And, and you know, I've been on this uh, journey, as I mentioned, about the secret place about you know, I did share many, many months ago about rediscovering your intimacy in Christ. And so over this time, for me, it has been, and as I said, I took a break since the 12th of September. And last week was the first time that I, that I spoke since then because the, the speaker that was scheduled uh, wasn't able to as he was unwell. And so I jumped in, and, and this week I thought, I, I had a chat last week, I felt. I just wanted to speak. I, I wanted to have a chat with, with my church community, right? And so I just shared my journey. And today, I want to bring a little bit of a teaching on the con in the context of this whole aspect of uh, the, the, the secret place. Amen. And so for me, it's been developing a particular rhythm that has brought an amazing God consciousness just and an, uh, you know, when I say an amazing to me, it is it is so amazing, because it feels like, wow, I'm I'm in a space where I sense God, I hear God, I know He's so much more alive, He's so much more real. He's more real than the skin and my bone. You know, in that sense. So when that songwriter writes, Abba, I belong to you. Can you imagine his experience? You're more real than the skin in my bones. Than the, than the air that I breathe. You're more real. Can we, can you say that? And you know, folks, I, I'm, I'm, and when I say I target, and, and, and I'm saying this because I feel this is, and I say this only because I've, I really sense this from the Lord. All of you who've been Christians for a long time, if you are a leader, if you're an elder, if you're a pastor, this is on you to begin to ask yourself, do you really sense and feel God in such a powerful way that your dependency on God is so, is, 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 is pretty much, so anchored that you are willing, you are, you're willing to take whatever step of faith that you don't live 
You don't live by the standards that have been put to us. You don't live by the standards that have been put to you. That you and I feel that we are being kind of pressured. You know, from, from, from all angles. Right now, again, when you, this is not a message that says disregard whatever government restrictions or anything like that. My whole emphasis last week was this. Don't be so caught up with either your diet is going to be a sandwich or a toast or gluten-free or whatever it is. But be focused on the bread of life that gives you life. Can, are you alive in today's day and age? Can you say that you are living today despite all of what you experience? And the harder it is, the sweeter Jesus becomes. The harder it is, the sweeter Jesus really becomes. Because he's trying to bring us to a place where none of these things begin to matter. Not that it is unnecessary. Hear my words very carefully that none of these things matter in the scheme of who God is. Okay, in the scheme of who God is. And I want to say this as well. I really pick and choose my words very carefully. So when you, hear, when you listen to the message and when you listen to, listen to it again, which I want to encourage you to do that, hear the words that have been shared and spoken. Amen. So when the Lord, as I began to enter and venture into this place called, for me, it's, and for all of us, we know this as the secret place. And I felt the invitation. I said, son, come into the secret place. Go deeper. Press in. And as I went in, I heard the Lord say this, you have been, and I shared this last week, you have been busy in the ministry of the Lord, but you have neglected the Lord of the ministry. So for one, for 39 years, 18 years, 15, 29 years of being in ministry, including Bible college, so let's say 30 years, 30 years. I've been faithfully serving the Lord, faithfully, I kid you not. Have I failed? Oh, yes, of course. I mean, ask anyone who's been a pastor, who's a leader. I mean, ask yourself, do you fail? We all fail. But you'll not hear me now say it's only human. I told you last week, that's rubbish. That's the worst excuse that you and I can, can make. So as I began to think that, Lord, it's, it's like neglect. So what... what what is this whole sense of neglect? And so I looked at the definition of neglect. Fail to care for properly. That is, fail to... Let me show it to you, I think. Yes, it's up there. Fail, fail, to, gi fail to give needed care or attention to someone or something. Fail to, pay attention, fail to pay enough attention to someone or something. To ignore or disregard. To fail to care for or attend to sufficiently or properly. Fail to carry out, to leave undone or unattended. To fail to care for or attempt or attend to, excuse me, sufficiently or properly. Fail to care for. So I, as I began to look at that, I realized, wow, where have I failed to pay enough attention to the Lord? Where have I failed to ignore or disregard what the Lord has said? In what areas of my life have I found that I have disregarded the Lord? 
So every single area began to, why, you know why, the, the, and, and why more so at this, at this season? Because there are so many voices that are speaking out as experts in every single area. So if we don't hear the greatest of all experts, our Heavenly Father, great are you, Lord, great are you, Lord. We sang that song today. If we can't hear Him, begin to speak to us. You know, one prophet spoke to me and told me, he says, you know, Larry, if, if we spend half of the time in God, rather than focusing on reading everything that's out there, if we spend half of that time with the Lord, we will hear him far more than being confused. And being in a confused state. Again, why, do I, why am I taking this stance of speaking like this? Largely because I, I'm, 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 I speak to myself. I'm, speak, I'm, I'm so convinced of this. That there is such a lack in really our ability to hear the Lord. So when you look at neglect, you ask yourself... Where am I neglecting him? Am I truly obeying everything he says? Or am I saying, ah, that, that was for the Pharisees at that point. That's just for the New Testament church. It's not really for us right now. Do you catch yourself coming up with several reasons? Now, the outside of our church property is an example of neglect. You look at the grass, you look at the weeds and the overgrown plants. Now, Believe me, there are legitimate reasons and plans, not, not plans for the weeds, but plans to get rid of all of that. Just like there were legitimate reasons that I could tell the Lord why neglecting the Lord of the ministry was not far from the truth for me. I always have plans, believe it or not. Never short of them. But I gave the Lord reasons until I realized that the reasons were just excuses. So are your reasons excuses? Because again, if you examine yourself, maybe they are. Neglecting something when, honest, when honestly scrutinizing it is, 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 is most probably, you know, when honest scrutiny rather, when honest scrutiny of our neglect is probably full of, 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 of a, what I put, full of a, a it's, it's a puzzle full, or it's full of puzzles. Like It's a puzzle of excuses. This is what began happening for me as I began to frequent the, the secret place. There were some real honest conversations that I was having with my loving Heavenly Father. I could not even refer to him as, you hear some people say, uh, daddy. And I think, no, how can I say daddy? He's not my daddy. Because I couldn't bring him to that place of daddy. He is my father. There was something different about that. I could not bring him to that place of familiarity. Now again, please folks, when you're listening to this, if you call him dad, I'm not saying that you shouldn't, because you have a revelation 
for that. And that is yours. Don't give that up. That is yours, but it must be a revelation that you get from God. Not just a borrowed word from someone else. Not just a borrowed term from someone else. I think I may have shared this with you. For a long time, I struggled singing that song. And the darling of heaven crucified. I said, how can I call him darling? He's not darling. He's way more than that. I struggled for a long while. But that was a revelation to Darlene. Right? I had to come into that place of understanding that. And only then I could really sing it meaningfully. Now I can. Right? So it is this, friends, that we've got a journey into. Then the Lord invites us in. He really invites us into that, into that place. So layers were peeled off. The Lord was holding me accountable for several things, right? It was an, it was an ability to move into the next level, like in a computer game. You know, it, it felt that I could not move to another level until what was, I was confronted with was dealt with. So... It was not, come on, let's maneuver around. Let's take an escape route or something or other. No, face it face to face with him. And he would peel it. He would, you know, so being accountable to him was such a significant aspect. Because let's face it, I can, I can fool you easily and say I'm accountable to you. Right? So many of us, we say we are accountable, but are we truly accountable? Because if we are not truly accountable to God, we can never be truly accountable to someone. If we truly don't love God, we truly cannot love someone else. It all has to start here in the secret place. It all needs to begin in this place. In this relationship that you and I have with the Father has to be that real. So, when you don't brush your teeth, Properly what happens? Neglect sets in, tartar sets in, gum disease sets in. If you don't go to the um, dentist regularly, what sets in, right? If you don't take care, if you don't put, what do you call that, those creams, your fingers will look like mine, just wrinkled, right? Now, thankfully, with the mask, Praise God, you don't need to see the wrinkles on your faces when you meet someone, hallelujah. So you are well, pro you are well protected. If for women, if you don't make up, that's fine. Just put on my mask and I'll just go out, hallelujah. Praise God. So, <laughs> so in, 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 in this case, for me, it, it was really focused, you know, the Lord was focusing so much on the doing for the Lord. Even spending time with Him was like as if I'm doing this because I'm spending time. I've got to do this because I've got to do this. Now, mind you, as I said, I, I teach and I preach and, and provide many principles on the need for us to be focused on being with Him as opposed to doing for Him, right? You know, many preachers, pastors, leaders, we fall prey to this, guys. Pastors who are here, elders who are here, do you, do you reckon that that it sort of, not sort of, that it actually, that you actually do fall prey to that? Yes? Yes? You can pull on your mask and say yes, and then pull it back up. Amen? I mean, you, you, I, I, I'm sure you agree with me because we, we, there's no judgment in this. There's no condemnation in this. There's just the sense of reality that this season demands from us. 
It demands something that is way more profound in our relationship. And if we don't, we're going to be left behind. We're going to be left by the wayside. Neglect catches us unsuspectingly and being constantly hearing from from constantly hearing his his sorry from constantly hearing his voice which is really in it, it is an extreme necessity today you know early this morning i tell you something really funny that happened early real early this morning um, for me my i love when i'm in the secret place i love all the lights off I just want to be in the sense of darkness. Because you know what? I am believing it hasn't happened yet. I am believing that there will come such a divine light that this light will like not blind me. I don't want to get blind. But that this light will overpower and overshadow me. So I've got all of these things that I'm desiring and wanting. And I'm in, in an environment where I'm saying, man, this can all happen. It can. It can. Amen. Of course, it can. And it is to the person and persons who desire it. Right? I'll end with that verse. The person and persons who really desire. So I walked into my study from my music room, which is right in the front of the house. I walked to the back into my study. I wanted to get a nice hot cup of tea because it was getting cold. So I went there, I pulled tea, and then I took a pastry with me that had raisins. So I walked into my study to grab my journal, and as I grab my journal, you know, when you're going, you do that, right, because it's dark. I could have turned on the lights, but I don't know, I've got this here, so just go like that. And so then I felt something that was like a raisin that fell off my, my pastry. So I took it to put it in my mouth. And then something told me, it's a fly. (laughs) So I listened to that still, small voice. I didn't (laughs) neglect that voice. I put it aside. I I mean, not put it, I just left it there, took my pastry that was in my other hand. (laughs) And I walked down to my music room, and I sat in my secret place. And I was praying, and I was preparing, and I was reading, and just doing different things, and all of that. And then I could see the light, the sun began to rise through the bottom of the uh, blinds. And then, and then realized, oh, it was already seven, six something, seven, I think it was. And so I went to my study, and. Thank God I listened to that voice because it was this big fly that was dead. And maybe even had maggots coming out of it. Oh, gosh. So, now, folks, what, 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 does, what, what does that imply? Now, neglect can do that to you. Maggots will begin to come out of the things that you begin to neglect. Right? It will, you don't want to eat the wrong thing. You don't want to eat something that is, (laughs) I don't know where I've left you folks right now. I need you to come back to where I am. (laughs) But, But what I'm trying to say is this, you know, the simple, 
the simple aspect that 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 happened for me is this that that the Lord is really hounding on this aspect of of neglect. You know, I go out of my house and I see weeds here, weeds there, different things. You know, we did. So, what does neglect do? How do you manage those things? What do you need to do? What is God now speaking to us in that context? Uh, you know, there's there's another story of a of a, another couple. I was reading. I was, I was, I was, because I'm on this journey of the secret place, so I'm trying to find a lot of material in that. And one of the books that I was reading shared about uh, a, a couple that was um, was praying because there was an intense decision that they needed to to decide on. And as they were praying, suddenly they heard the sound. They 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 they, they heard a sound. If you need help, call nine one one. So you know it's not in Australia. This is in the states. If you need help, call nine one one. And so they were really puzzled. It was really an audible sound. So they continued to pray, and again they heard, if you need help, call 911. And so they decided to follow that sound in a sense. They heard it coming from, and they heard and felt that it was from the garage. And so they walked into the garage, and they saw their son's ambulance that was right in the middle of the garage. And when he picked it up and pressed that button, it said, if you need help, call 911. And they were just beside themselves. How did that self activate itself? And as soon as he thought of that, the Lord just dropped in his spirit. Psalms, Psalm 91, verse 1. Right? Which reads this. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the, the shadow of the Almighty. And from that day, his mindset of that verse and of the secret place just immediately shifted. And you know, how, how many times have you had this experience, I have my phone here and I'll be saying something and suddenly Siri talks to me without me even activating it at all. And at times she says the right thing, right? And God uses anything. God uses so many different things to begin to grab our attention. What is he using today to grab your attention? Can he actually even grab your attention? Maybe you're going through an extreme difficult challenge today. Or, or for a while. Could it be that God is trying to grab your attention because he wants to take you into a place and a space that maybe you've never gone to before? He wants to take you there because his heart is to bring you to a place where you're full, you and I are fully transformed. His heart is to bring you to a place that when he says, Susanna, do this. And you say, yes, sir. Penelope, do this. And you say, yes, sir. Tracy, do this. Yes, sir. Harvey, do this. And you turn around and you say, yes, sir. You don't, you don't, you don't look at the, the cost. You don't look at the expense. And you just say, yes, sir. You know? Audrey, if he says, go and get a sandwich, yes, sir, you go and get a sandwich. You don't go and 
buy a toast. Right? Amen? Even if mom's going to toast you. So I've just let the cat out of the bag right now. Hallelujah. Praise God. So Psalm 27 verse 5 says this. For in time of trouble, he shall hide you in his pavilion. In the secret place of the tabernacle, he shall hide me. He shall set me high upon a rock. Right? This is God's protection. Psalm 31 verse 20, it says, You shall hide them in the secret place of your presence. From the plots of man, you shall keep them secretly in a pavilion from the strife of tongues. How amazing is that, that God can keep you and I in that place. But we've got to frequent that place. We've got to actually go to that, go to that place, right? So what is the secret place? They are simply places where God, sorry, sorry, where is the secret place? Let me show you that slide, I think. Uh, may have gone past that slide. There you go. So the Hebrew word for the secret place is seether. It's to hide or to be concealed. We see that it is used in Psalm, 100 and, uh, Psalm 139, where it says, My frame was hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. Right? Here it speaks of the hidden world of a mother's womb as a child develops. But this word is also used in Psalm 32, verse 7, where it says that you are my hiding place. We sang that song. You will protect me from trouble and surround me with songs of deliverance. Amen. Although a secret place can, can refer to a physical location, it can refer to that. It often refers to the state of your soul, right? It, it, in relationship with God, there are places that you can go. So it doesn't need to be a necessarily a fixed place, but so often, when, you know, the, the, the material that I'm reading, and when I talk to so many different people, there is always a particular place where, where, where on a frequent basis is chosen, and you get to that place. That's, that's that place. But it doesn't mean that if you're not in that space and if you're somewhere else, that is not your secret place. Amen? So it doesn't mean that either. It, it is about a time where you are able to get into the space and shut everything out and focus your attention. And for him to be able to speak to you, for him to be able to relate to you, for him to be able to, to commune with you. So all those secret places, as I said, can refer to to the location in Psalm 27, verse 5, it says this, For in the day of trouble, he will conceal you in his tabernacle. In the secret place of his tent, he will hide me. He will lift me up on a rock. So the psalmist is, is not referring to an actual tabernacle as such or a tent, which he will hide from physical enemies. He is speaking of a state of peace. Of, that God gives in the midst of trials and attacks. That God is able to come and give you, give you that. But, you know, in this journey that, that I've been going, that, that I'm on, I do remember mentioning this to you last week. After he had said, after I felt I heard the Lord say that you've neglected the Lord of the ministry, the very next day was this. Choose 
the secret place or the place of secret. That's the choice that we have. We either choose the secret place or the place of secret. So I began to wonder, what is the, what is the place of secret? Is it just the place of where we know as sin? It's sin. No, I be began to realize that the secret place is pretty much the place where he's not involved in. Where he's kept out of. That is the secret place. So, is he involved in your finance? Is he involved in your plans? Do you still continue to think that you and I have an option with him? The only option, as you heard me say, is either obey or you disobey, right? Is he in your schools, your universities, your workplace, your family, wherever you find that he is not strongly present, that becomes the place of secret. So ask yourself, how many places of secret do I have? Now, these places are often, as I mentioned, subconscious. They're subconscious places, right? They are places that sometimes we have out of disappointment when we simply feel that we've had enough and self begins to rise up. And so self begins to take control of things. In Romans chapter 12, verse 2, it says this, that, Stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you, but be inward, inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in His eyes. Let me repeat this, this line. But be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. So our thinking needs to be so reformed, right? It has to be so reformed. So how then do I get into the secret place? Here are some steps for you. Seek him wholeheartedly and you will find him. You know this verse in Jeremiah 29 verse 12 through 14. Jeremiah 33, verse 3, call unto me and I, he will answer. Hallelujah. Draw near to him and he will draw near to you. Again, the premise is not saying, Lord, please draw close to me. No, the premise is this. I draw near to you. I draw near to you. Right? Now, let me give you an example. I love watching my, my wife and my kids have a go at me saying, why are you watching all these Hallmark Christmas movies? Who loves it? Anyone loves it here? Praise God. I go one. Oh, thank you, brother. Thank you. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Now, praise God. But have you watched this? Now, you guys who watch Hallmark, have you realized this? Every time they're about to kiss... Something happens because they suddenly are realizing that they're falling in love and they're about to kiss and something happens and they can't. Every time when I see this happening for the first time, I'll tell, I know, it ain't going to happen. <laughs> it ain't going to happen. And that's how it is sometimes in our relationship with the Lord. We are just about to kiss and something grabs our attention and we are focusing on something else. Man, he wants us to have a really, a, a real good kiss. You know, and, and you know, when you are, and, and when you watch that, when 
when you, again, I don't know how many of you are going to watch the Hallmark movies, but you see, the person starts to draw close, and then the person draws. You can't kiss someone like that. And the person comes, and then you just go like that. You can't. You got to, come on, meet the person. As you go, the person comes. Hallelujah. Shami, what do you reckon? <laughs> So, so do you realize the context of, you know, when you bring it to something that is real life, when you think about it, when you read it, draw near and he will draw, draw near to him and he'll draw close to you. And you read that again and again. Okay, what does that, how does that imply? Now, you put it in your day-to-day -day life. When you intimately draw near to someone, the person draws near to you. So, likewise with the, with the Lord, that is what begins to happen to us, right? Psalm 91, one again, it gives an, an incredible illustration of the value of the secret place. He who dwells, he who abides in that place, right? The word abide again, this is, it means, it means, it means to stay, right? The word abide means to stay. Now, if we stay, if we remain in the secret place, that's the premise, if we remain. Now, another very important principle that the New Testament brings about, and Jesus really highlights this first, and he says this, and this is, this is pretty much the last verse that I want to share with us today. So I've got the team that's up here as well. We're going to sing you a fun song, and I want you to sing the song. And in, in Matthew chapter 6, verse 6, so please take note of all this, uh, the verses there. And meditate on that. Take it into your secret place and begin to embrace that. Begin to allow that to become not just a potential promise, but let it become a promise. Hallelujah. Amen. Let it become yours. That is yours, not someone else's, but it is now mine. Right? And the way it is, it, it is, as you look at John chapter 15, it says, abide, meaning stay, remain. As we remain and as we stay until it becomes that, right? You can't move forward to want to kiss someone and then move back. It ain't going to happen. Try it. I can assure you it ain't going to happen, right? But in Matthew chapter 6, verse 6, it says this, But you, when you pray, go into your room. When you have shut the door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place. And your father who sees you in secret will reward you openly. Now, the context of shut the door, in, in, there are several implications here. One is to physically shut the door. The other is to shut the door that has been opened to so many other things. And he, he is inviting us into this space. I'm going to shut this door. I'm going to shut that door. Now, when you begin to shut the door and when you begin to try and listen to him, don't you realize that you get plaguing thoughts that just come suddenly? Something's in the oven. Something's there. Something's around there. Something's in the wherever it is. And so my encouragement to you to do something practical is this. Get a notebook. Write down those things. Because that's what the word of the Lord says, take every thought captive. So I captive, I take, I capture that thought and I write it down. And the more you begin to do that, you will realize that these thoughts will stop plaguing you. They will. Trust me, try it. Try it because muscle memory in your mind and in your brain 
begins to do that. So it says, shut, shut the door. Because you know what? I want to read this passage from, from one of these books, and it says this. Hell will do everything in its power to misrepresent and distort the exuberant delight of this dynamic reality. This present world system is strategically designed to squeeze out your time and energy for the secret place. I'm just so tired. I just can't get into that space anymore. The church usually focuses its best energies on getting saints busy. And there seem to be relatively few believers whose secret life with God is so vibrantly life-giving that it kindles a contagious desire in others to follow their example. I, I honestly, I'm not saying this pridefully, I honestly want to live... I, I honestly have made a decision. I want my life to be so vibrant of the Lord that it will inspire you to follow Him. Not me, but to follow Him. I want to get to that place. I really want to get to that place. So do you know what I do? I find people who are in that place. So I've written to one of the authors of, the book, of a book that I'm reading and asked him whether I could spend some time with him in, in talking about this. And to my surprise, he replied and he said, yes. He was just, say no, doesn't matter. I don't have anything to lose because I've, I've got the greatest author anyways. Amen. But there are people that you and I can learn so much from. Seek them out. Learn from them. Because the day and age that we live in requires one thing and only one thing. Humility. Not pride. Self-awareness is the other. So I connect viscerally with the pain of countless believers who carry the conviction that the secret place is central to an overcoming life but who struggle on a regular basis to maintain the secret place as a daily lifestyle. That's the truth. But let's shift that church. Let us be a church of people that frequent the secret place. Let us be ones that come and share with one another about what we draw out of the secret place. Let us have a, 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 a potluck of like a feast of things that we bring out of the secret place that when we come on a Sunday service, we've got a potluck here. We are sharing this meal. We're eating from one another. We're, we're having dessert to mains to whatever, whatever that we're getting. We're just bringing, bringing that in. Amen? So the question that I ask you today, and I want to leave with you, what are you doing today to grow tomorrow? What is it that you can do today that will help you grow tomorrow? Don't wait for tomorrow, but do it today. Do it today. So, the first thing is this. You shut the door. Shut the door and get into that secret place. Right? In, in Bible college, we used to sing the song. Shut the door, keep out the devil. Shut the door, keep the devil in the night. You remember that? I don't know whether you've heard it, but today you're going to learn it. Give me an A, please. Shut, shut the door. Keep out the devil. Shut the door. Keep the devil in the night. Shut the door. Okay, now, you cannot be prim and proper. It's not shut the door. 
cheap about the devil. It's not like that. You need to be in Jamaica, man. Okay? Come on, it is in Jamaica now. It is shut the door. Keep out the devil. Now, make sure the person... Maybe put on your mask because you might just spit out. Shut the door. Keep out the de devil. You know, that might come out like that. But just like this. Shut the door. You guys don't sing that. I got some other part for you. Shut the door. Keep out the devil. Shut the door. Keep the devil in the night. Shut the door. Keep out the devil. Light the candle, everything's all right. Light the candle, everything's all right. Everything. No G there, okay? Light the candle, everything's all right. So, <laughs> everything's all right. Okay, now you folks are going to do this. When they say, shut the door, shut the door, keep out the devil. Shut the door. Keep the devil in the night. Shut the door. Keep out the devil. Light the candle. Everything's all right. Light the candle. Everything's all right. Okay, let's do it. One, two. Come on. Give me some rhythm. Hey, you got to do the dido. Come on. Mr. Baseman. Grab a mic there. You always wanted this, Kev? You've always wanted this, man. I have always been Jamaican, man. <laughs> <laughs> now, you guys got to stand up. Shut the door, keep out the devil. Shut the door, keep the devil in the night. Shut the door, keep out the devil. Light the candle, everything's all right. Light the candle, everything's all right. Shut the door, keep out the devil. Shut the door, keep the devil in the night. Shut the door, keep out the devil. Light the candle, everything's all right. Light the candle, everything's all right. Oh, when I was a baby child. Shut the door, keep out the devil. Good and bad was just a game. Shut the door, keep the devil in the night. Many years and many trials. Shut the door. Keep out the devil. They prove to me they're not the same. Shut the door, keep the devil in the night. Shut the door, keep out the devil. Shut the door, keep the devil in the night. Shut the door, keep out the devil. Light the candle, everything's alright. Light the candle, everything's alright. Oh, Satan is an evil charmer. Shut the door. Keep out the devil. He's hungry for a soul to hurt. Shut the door, keep the devil in the night. And without your holy armor. Shut the door, keep out the devil. He will eat you for dessert. Shut the door, keep the devil in the night. Shut the door, keep out the devil. Shut the door, keep the devil in the night. Shut the door, keep out the devil. Light the candle, everything's alright. Light the candle, everything's alright. Oh, shut the door, keep out the devil. Shut the door, keep the devil in the night. Shut the door, keep out the devil. Light the candle, everything's alright. Light the candle, everything's alright. Light the candle, everything's alright. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. What 
area in your life that uh, in your life that you feel that you need to shut the door so the enemy ain't going to come in. Because he, what does he capitalize on? He capitalizes on distorting the truth. He takes the truth and he throws in an element of a lie. Right? It's like putting, you know, if you're, if you're baking a, if you're baking bread, for instance, if you don't get that yeast in it, it ain't going to rise. It's like he comes and he lies to you and he, and he puts something else and it's just so deflated. And how many times you've tried baking and you've realized, man, I just missed this one thing. Amen. So what is it? What is this one thing that he's speaking to you about? Just close your eyes. Just close your eyes and at this very instant, he can't speak to you. Just that smell, that, that small, that still small voice that told me it's a fly. It's not a raisin. Don't neglect that. Don't neglect that voice that's speaking to you now. Tune in. Make a commitment. Lord, I'm going to frequent the secret place. Come on, make a commitment today. I will frequent the secret place. That's good. Amen. I want to frequent this, this space, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. The more I seek you, the more I find you. seek me with all of your heart, you shall surely, surely find me. So if you, as you look at that verse, there's an important element in that verse 
And in so many promises that God gives us, there is what I call a key to unlock that verse. You know, you often hear me quote Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly, right? I often say that the key that opens that verse is the part where it says, at the power that is at work within the power that is at work within you. And in this verse, in, in 29, 12, and 13, it says, And if you seek me, and if you seek me with all of your heart, you shall truly find me. Not some of it, but all of it. Amen? All of it right now. So as you begin to enter into this place, it's all or nothing. And he says this, And as you seek me with all of your heart, you shall truly find me. Because in John chapter 15, verse 4 and 5, it says, Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who, he who abides in me, and I in him, bears much fruit. So when we learn to dwell in the secret place, friends, of the Most High, we are positioning ourselves to discover the key to true kingdom fruitfulness. The word of the Lord has not become, has not become your sustenance. It is only good information. It needs to become your bread of life. It has to be that. That which you feed on every day. Feed on every day. Feed on every day. 